to a special episode of Friends and Film, a podcast where we talk about the latest movie news and theatrical releases. I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by Josh Straley. On this episode, we're not going to do a review. We're going to preview Rogue One, a Star Wars story, coming out in a couple of days. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Friends and Film. Josh? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the preview. Yeah, and because it's a special episode, we brought in a special guest, Colton Leakty, coming back once again. Yes, and it is good to be back. Yeah. Uh, both of you are massive Star Wars fans. Absolutely. I think more so than me, that's safe to say, but I am still a follower of the Force. Uh, so let's just get right into it because Rogue One's only a few days away. Colton's actually going to see it early because he has special privileges through his job. So as the person that's going to be seeing it next, or you're going to see it the day this drops, uh, what are you what are you wanting to see? What am I wanting to see? Just a a great movie. Uh simply speaking there. Um it's still tough to say what to expect from it. Um after um hearing what they were talking about with the uh 28 minutes that was screened to the press, I think oh, yeah. um expecting more of a uh obviously grittier Star Wars movie, which I'm pretty excited to see. Um from what it sounds like, it's some it's not comparable with any other Star Wars movie we've gotten before up to this point. So it's really tough to say what we're, what I'm expecting at this moment, but I'm I'm still really excited for it. And um, I hope to be blown away. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful Star Wars is back and the, you know, when Rogue One was announced, I'm like, perfect. We can have a, uh, uh, a way to separate ourselves from, you know, the continuation of a storyline. And anytime you can make, take something, and then make it totally different. I'm all on board for. So I hope Rogue One, you know, is actually what Gareth Edwards told us it was going to be a war style film with, uh, you know, lots of different, more cinema, more cinematic maybe, or, you know, uh, just, I don't know what, I know what I want, but I don't <laughs> know what to expect because this is our first anthology movie. And uh, I don't know. I, I just hope it's different than episode seven in a you know a great way yeah uh that's the big thing for me is just to see if how different it is from the other movies uh, i mean each of the saga films has had kind of a distinct tone but you're promised a war movie that's what i want uh throughout all of it and yeah i mean i expect it to be pretty good if not great if not amazing um i don't know how good that's gonna be i don't know if it will live up to that but i think it will it's gotten Good word of mouth so far. Uh, reviews are not out yet as of the time of this recording, but the premiere is tonight, so expect a lot of reactions, or you'll be able to see some um, before now. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just expecting a different tone, something that's just different, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Lucasfilm and Gareth Edwards have done with their first uh, anthology movie. Are any of us worried about the reshoots, you know, because that's kind of been hanging over the movie. Does that kind of dampen what you think's been happening? Honestly, I, I'm i not too worried about that. I feel like this happens in mostly every movie. Um, so it's just getting a lot more attention because it's Star Wars. I think that's the main thing there. Um, I heard, I did see a couple comments in regards to, like, the tone. They're trying to, like, tone it down a little bit to make it more kid-friendly, which... If that if anything worries me, it's that. But that being said, it still looks like it's going to have its fair share of like war like movie moments in it. So I think it'll play through well. Yeah, I mean, I've expressed 
my interests or my thoughts on the reshoot scandal um, quite often on the podcast because it's just a topic that never stops coming up. Uh, and initially, I was worried uh, about it. I've grown to not be as worried and just kind of accept what it is and mm-hmm. wait and see. Um, I mean, that could all change if I come out of Rogue One and it's it's mixed tones where it's like, okay, well, at one point it's really dark and at this point it's like kid friendly and you can like yeah. kind of tell two different movies are kind of been spliced together. Then uh, I'll be questioning everything that went behind the scenes with Lucasfilm. But as of right now, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I just hope it's not. I just hope it's more saving Private Ryan than um star wars episode one or seven so (laughs) especially in terms terms of quality and everything yes uh so moving on to the plot of the movie uh josh like what are you expecting like to see the story like where do you think it's gonna go uh see that's part of like the unknown for me because this is an anthology movie i don't want to see it follow like you know the typical star wars formulaic uh new character you know, get swept up, you know, like I don't want to see it look like the new hope mm-hmm. where someone unaffiliated with the rebellion gets swept up and then carried forward. I hope they use it to explore the universe more than they do characters. Um, but, you know, as far as the opening and things like that, Jin Erso and maybe her childhood. But after that, I think it's anyone's guess, right? I mean, yeah, I think uh, it's really I think it's gonna. It's kind of easy to see where the story's going if you've watched the trailers. Uh, it's gonna start with Jin as a kid, I think. Uh, Krennic comes, recruits Galen. Right. They go off and form the Death Star plans or whatever, and then it flashes forward to Jin being a troubled teenager. She gets brought in the rebellion, as uh, forced into kind of a leadership role because of her relationship with her father. She goes out to save him, steal the Death Star plans. They fight they lose they fight they win and in that win I mean, we know they they win because of new hope and in that victory i think comes a lot of death so yeah uh what about you colin um i mirror all of your opinions as well um the interesting thing for me is like they're not going to do a crawl to start the movie out like every other star uh, wars yeah. movie so that in itself does that bother you with no crawl um <laughs> Part of it does, but I understand what why they're doing it because it's supposed to be separate from like an episodic movie. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think it's fine actually. The more I think about it, but that being said, I have no idea how to expect them opening this up. Like they'll probably just do the Lucasfilm logo and then just get right into it. And yeah, I do I do think the opening scene is going to be what we've seen in the trailer. Um, yeah, same thing. I think I think towards the end is when we'll get the we'll get a space battle like normal. Um, which you see in the trailers mm-hmm. where the with the shield over the planet. Yeah, it looks that epic. Like, that like uh, beach planet. Yeah, I can't Scarif. remember what it's called. Yeah, because they just they actually just released uh, that DLC for mm-hmm. Battlefront. And um, have either of you guys played it? Yeah, no. There's actually uh, there's like a, there's a map on it or uh, a game mode on it where you start out in space and then you break the shield. You get you land on the planet, go into a bunker, steal some steal the plans, oh, that's and awesome. then return it to the a uh, u-wing interesting nice. so that might be how the movie is going to play out i could see that yeah. like i watched uh i mean we talked about it in like the uh, actual like the podcast episode that came before this but the international trailer i think kind of shows like part of that battle of putting bombs explosions trying to steal them um mm-hmm. yeah i mean 
any I mean, other. There's also that one scene in the trailer where I don't know if you noticed, but like, uh, it's like Jen and uh, Cassian. They're dressed up as mm-hmm. like Imperials, so that's obviously them probably sneaking in to get the plans. Do so. you think that's like? Because that looks... do we all assume that it's gonna? I mean, it's not. They're not gonna go in their first time and win, right? They're not gonna. No. Get, yeah. So, do you think that's their first attempt or their second? I don't attempt? know. See that one. It almost feels like they're going to have to be on the Death Star to get the plans, which... Which would be crazy. Yeah, which kind of, like, negates what that, like, the on Battlefront, mm-hmm. like, how you're stealing the plans there. Right. I don't know if that's how it's going to be in the movie, because I, from the trailer, like, when they're dressed up like that, it looks like they're in the Death Star, which, if they go to the Death Star, I think that's going to be, like, you know, obviously the climax. They're not going to do that in the middle mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, Totally. And Matt Mickelson, I mean, we've seen him twice in this entire the mar- entire marketing campaign. So where does he come in? Does he, is he right. on Jetta? Is he on the Death Star? You know, what's he going to, you know, what parts he going to play in this whole know. thing? I think, I think their first attempt to steal will be on the Death Star, where then they'll learn that about, like, kind of Scarif and that it's the base of the Empire, and then they'll go there. I mean, that's... All of the the recent marketing has been focusing on like that space battle above Scarif, the mm-hmm. the infantry below. I mean, the ATATs walking. I think that's where the climax of the movie goes. That's where it happens, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that's where we gotta see Darth Vader in action. Like, just oh yeah, just slaughtering with the infantry. I think my biggest worries with this movie are that they're not gonna do Darth Vader justice enough. <laughs> like, I want I have a certain expectations of what I want to see from Darth Vader. And I'm afraid that if I don't get to see what I'm hoping to see, then I'll be disappointed. And that's like my biggest worry right now. Yeah. It would be a shame to learn that a lot of him was cut out of the movie to make oh, this yeah. much more PG 13 than, you know, closer to the, like R or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if they cut out the, the most violent person in the prime of like his power to make it more kid friendly, I don't think it's going to sit well with a lot of people outside of maybe the kids who just don't, understand that process yeah so uh let's move on to character expectations we're going to save vader for last because i think we'll have a lot of discussion about him and his role um but start off with Jin or so played by felicity jones she's kind of looks like she's forced into leadership uh within the rebellion don't know how that really happens you just bring somebody off the street and you're like uh lead us um <laughs> right that's that's what happens uh from what it appears i I'm a big fan of Felicity Jones. Uh, she doesn't really do bad performances. Inferno was a bad movie, but she was still okay <laughs> in it. Um, so I think she's going to be a really good lead. I'm excited to see her. Uh, and I don't really know much of what to expect from Jin as a character outside of she's the she's the leader that she doesn't want to be. And I think her mission's more so rescuing her father than stealing the plans unless something happens to her dad and then she's like oh i'm gonna get revenge and that's when she kind of like goes all mm-hmm. in on the rebellion so josh what do you think uh about Jin or so well uh let's not forget her dad contacts the rebellion mm-hmm. so the rebellion actually is like dude let's find this guy's family and maybe she can help us out yeah. so uh she definitely is gonna have her own agenda that may not align with the rebellions at certain points so uh, that could cause some tension maybe with, you know, uh, um, the other members of Rogue One. So uh, it could be it could be interesting. And then it look does she have some kind of weird backstory? Uh, it looks like she meets some kind of Jedi prophets or worshipers or whatever the case may be early on in her uh, childhood. So uh, 
her arc will probably be the most important of the film, uh, but it's anyone's guess what's happening with her. Yeah. Golden? Yeah, I actually see her, I mean, like, based on the trailers and everything, I kind of see her um, starting out being, like, getting in trouble somehow and getting the Rebellion's attention, obviously, in that way, and then they kind of, like, I don't want to say capture, but they bring her in. She catches their attention, basically. She's kind of in trouble, but then they want to enlist her to because they know that they can get to her because of her dad. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I think something is going to happen to Mads Mikkelsen in order to get her to um join the rebellion wholeheartedly. I guess I don't. I don't know much about her character other than what we see in the trailer, so it's hard to say at this point. But mm-hmm. I feel like her character could take that arc, and then um, honestly, like we might be talking about this later on in the show, but I um, I don't. I don't know if she's going to survive or not <laughs> yeah. because um if she's going to be like that big of a character then i don't know how like in the rebellion i don't know how they're going to explain her like missing from you yeah. know the original trilogy so yeah the the thought of her like kind of being reluctant to be part of the re- the rebels and then something to her father kind of makes me think of the end of uh catching fire where district 12 uh destroyed and that's kind of when katniss is all like all right I'm going to go kill President Snow. Like, I'm all in. I'll be the Mockingjay. Do you guys think that's like yeah. kind of similar to what's going to happen? It's actually funny you bring that up because the, the very first teaser we got for this movie, the the one shot where she, like, is turned around to the, and then she turns around and faces mm-hmm. the camera, she looks like Katniss in yeah. that part. So <laughs> I that's immediately what I, thought, what I thought of. I know a lot of my other friends have thought the same thing. They're just like, oh, that looks like Katniss. Yeah, so which is not bad. They might be going with that. I mean, I could see her character being very similar, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I have a question about, though, is like in that first teaser trailer we got for Rogue One, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character is like monologuing that whole time. And it ends with this idea of like, what will you become? And mm-hmm. then, bam, uh, Jyn Erso on the screen. Yeah. So uh, it almost begs the question, you know, like while she's in Imperial garb, like mm-hmm. she seems very uh, swayable. Yeah. I, is is that going to last? I I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing that Lucasfilm would put her in like the lead role, make us care for her in some way, and then pull the carpet out from under us and be like, Oh, she turned to the she turned to the Empire and that's yeah. why you don't see her because she's just like a I don't know, she's some leader in the Empire in the first Death Star when it's destroyed <laughs> and then it's just like it doesn't that doesn't yeah. make sense for her to steal the plans mm-hmm. and then be like, Oh well I'm gonna stay on the Death Star though because they don't know how to they don't know how to blow it up. Right. I mean they do so i i have no idea i do think uh i don't know do you guys think there's any chance that she could be force sensitive possibly but no i don't think they'll go that route because they just want that route with ray yeah mm-hmm. and i don't know if they'll go for the same like kind of twist mm-hmm. at the for the very next year for another star wars movie right. yeah so. I, I, I would agree I uh, just wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, moving on to Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna. He seems to be kind of the leader of the Rebels, or like that squad outside of uh, Jin. Uh, so, Josh, what do you think his role is going to be in this movie? Well, he looks like uh, Jin Erso's like best friend, or you know, in first connection with uh, Rebellion. So that that'll be important, but. Um I don't see him having too much uh, say in the rest of the movie other than being like, hey, I'm, I'm with you type of a deal. Like, yeah. all right, let's do this together. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, I would think, I mean, 
it looks like from the trailer, he's the one that is part of the group that breaks her out of prison or jail or wherever she's being yeah. held to bring her to the uh, rebels. So outside of that, yeah, I do think he's just going to kind of be like her support and be like, okay, well you've kind of been given this leadership role. I'm going to support you. Uh, let's go get these plans. Hopefully he has some sort of like outside motivation to like make him more hateful of the empire. You know, you don't really need a reason to hate the empire, yeah. but uh, I don't know, Colin. What do you think about Cassian? Um, when I when I see him in the marketing, he reminds me of like a Poe Dameron mm-hmm. kind of character. Um, I didn't get a. I haven't really studied the trailer a ton, so I don't know if, if like that's him actually flying the X wing in that one scene where they show like a close up of a face. I don't know if that's him or not, but I could see him fulfilling that role. Like that being said, you know, they show him in the trailer like dressed up, like mm-hmm. he's sneaking in somewhere, so that might not be him actually. Yeah, but like. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he fit that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I expect his character to be a little more expanded than Poe Dameron, but I think he's going to just be, you know, the side, uh, traditional sidekick guy. Yeah. That was a good comparison with Poe Dameron. He's like somebody that's going to embody the ideals of the rebellion mm-hmm. uh, or like Poe Dameron did the and ideas like of, the way yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. of the resistance. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, moving to the character, I think... Personally, I am most excited to see uh, Trut Imwe, played by Donnie Yen. Uh, in all the trailers, him and his oh, bow yeah. staff are just knocking down stormtroopers left and right. He looks really cool. Uh, I don't. I want to know how how connected he is. Like, it, are his force sensitivities just kind of him being able to use the force to kind of see and like sense movement, or can he like? actually do other force moves and everything uh so josh what do you think about chirut and way yeah well first of like when i first saw him i was like okay this is kind of cool but he's beating up a bunch of stormtroopers like that's not possible and then mm-hmm. we see that scene get expanded out and turns out there's other things at play but then donnie yen gave an interview and he kind of talked about uh his character's like motivations and stuff and how he's a student of the force or he studies the jedi because he's like a He's like a fanboy of them or whatever the case may be. And um, he may be force sensitive like that. Like you, that, that's interesting. Like how is this blind dude mm-hmm. just, you know, taking down these stormtroopers? And uh, that'll be really interesting to find out what his deal is. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how many like midichlorians he has. Like stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. That is a <laughs> awful word. Sorry. on this podcast. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Going, <laughs> moving away from midichlorians. Uh, I think he will be force sensitive. Um, I think it might not come till like towards the end of the movie, but we'll see something cool with his character. I actually, out of all the characters, he's the one that excites me the most. Just seeing him in action, like I feel like his uh, fight scenes are going to be really, you know, rewatchable and all that good stuff. Um, this is just uh, hoping and praying, but hopefully he gets a little confrontation with Darth Vader in the towards the end there. And I, I mean, like, he's obviously going to die if right. he takes oh, on Darth Vader. Man. But um, if that's the way his character is going to go out, then I would love to see that. That'd be pretty cool to see a fight scene there. Especially if he's, like, as lovable as he appears, uh, you know, in the trailers, yeah. to see him get cut down by Vader. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's, Could uh, be pretty uh, don't brutal. Say, oh, you guys broke my heart. I mean, We're not I, even halfway I've, done. I've, I've expressed on the podcast before that, uh, like, 
my recent binge of the Ip Man movies, which he stars in. Are either of you familiar with Donnie Yen? I've seen a few scenes from those movies, and they, yeah, from what I've seen, the action is top notch. Yes. I thought Ip Man was like IP address guy or something. Right. You know, so <laughs> no idea here. Yeah, uh, he's great, and I think he's probably going to be like the action, the quote-unquote action star of the film. Um, but his right hand uh, appears to be Bayes Malibus, played by Wen Jiang, uh, yeah. um, an actor I admit I don't think I'm familiar with at all. Um, but his one shot of him shooting the rocket launch at the ATACT, uh, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, it doesn't this, have they, the same name as the rest of the ATATs. Yeah, they, like, they changed him up or whatever for Rogue One. I don't know. They're supposed to be like bigger and cargo carrying. I don't know. But I really like that shot in the trailer, so I'm hoping I see a lot more of this guy. Josh? He looks so epic. Uh, he might be like, you know, one of my favorite guys on screen, especially when he like saves Donnie Yen's butt from like the second wave of stormtroopers and he's like so carefree and mm-hmm. everything like that. But like you said, that ATCTAT scene is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that one scene you just mentioned where he kind of mows him down. Yeah, that's um, epic. He seems like he'll have his fair share of um, highlights too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, I really don't know what to expect from this guy. <laughs> um, other than just being, a, you know, have some cool scenes. Right. Or yeah, uh, that shot of him booking it on the beachhead with the yeah laser blast oh, flying yeah. behind him. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, Very I cool. think he'll have his fair share of screen time mm-hmm. for sure. I just don't really know anything about his character at this moment right uh, moving to another kind of side member of the group Bodie Rook played by Riz Ahmed yeah uh, Josh know you're a big fan of Riz Ahmed so yeah what are you looking forward to I, I don't know I mean I hope I'm hoping he gets a chance to break out because he was so good in HBO's the night of uh, I was I was blown away by his performance and when I put two and two together that you know he was in Rogue One, I was like, oh, this he could he could totally bring it to this role. Um, it looks like he's got looks like he's like the the young blood of the group. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of maybe if he has a little bit of a character progression and whatnot. But uh, doesn't look good for him, you know, in other places of the the marketing. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I thought though what I've seen him in was uh, Nightcrawler, and I thought he was uh, really good in that. Uh, so I know he can act. I just, yeah, from based on the marketing, it doesn't seem like he's going to have too big of a role. He's just going to be kind of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, unfortunately, I feel like his big moment is the call sign. Yeah, which yeah, which is I a hope, bit cheesy. <laughs> I hope I hope isn't, and I hope there's some other <laughs> explanation for how he comes up with the Rogue One outside of just going Rogue Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. yeah, that's, that's it. a call sign. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's going to be the case, but. Uh, yeah, I think I forgot he was in Nightcrawler. He's yeah, he's really good in Nightcrawler. Uh, he, he was in Jason Bourne, I believe. Yeah, as he well. was. Uh, as yeah, like a very tech, minimal like, part as in the tech there guy. Too. Yeah, uh, didn't make me any, any more excited for this. No, but, it didn't change my ideas uh, of Jason Bourne. I think I think he'll. I think he will be fine. I don't expect him to have a major role at all uh, compared to the other kind of core group, uh, the Rebels. But one of the other potential breakouts could be K two S O, the new droid. Voiced oh, yeah. by Alan Tudyk. Uh, is he going to be able to compete with BB-8, R2, and C-3PO? Colton seems to be in on that idea. I think he's going to be definitely be comedic relief based on what we've seen. Um, I don't know if he's going to reach the level of popularity as those that you mentioned because he'll probably only be in this movie. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll be one of the standouts, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, we've never had like a super dry wit droid before. We've had like R2-D2, which is supposed to be this audacious <laughs> droid that we can't understand. C-3PO panics all the time and BBH just like, I don't even know, headstrong or whatever. Yeah. So uh, he seems like he could be a lot of fun and, you know, fit with the, the hopeful tone of the movie. He also kind of fights too. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of casually drops a grenade. Kill right. some stormtroopers. Oh yeah, you know, he like, like that. Yeah. Well, and like he's a he's a reprogrammed imperial, uh, imperial right? guard. Mm-hmm. So I think that just is cool Pretty on cool. its own. So I do hope he's in some action scenes, and gets a chance like throw down because like we've never seen a droid really do that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's just going to be as lovable as the other droids, even though he probably is not going to have the same kind of lasting impact uh, that the other ones will, but. Yeah, I think he's going to be a fine addition to Rogue One Squad. Uh, but their big foe, it appears to be, is going to be Orson Krennic, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, I am a huge fan of Mendelsohn. He just does amazing work pretty much all the time. So the chance to see him as the villain, uh, he looks like a guy that's kind of hands-off, but also maybe a little hands-on. I want to know a lot more about uh, him, kind of his stature in the Empire. It looks like uh, he's the one that kind of recruits Galen. They have some sort of friendship or relationship prior to this movie. Uh, and I want to see that confrontation that's kind that's shown a little bit in the trailer between him and Darth Vader, but expanded, uh, even though I don't expect it to turn out very well for Krennic because uh, he's just, he's not in A New Hope. He's not anywhere else. He's going to die. Yeah. Darth Vader's going to murder him. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I mean, Vader can't emote at all, but when he comes out of that smoke, man, yeah, he's just, he looks you know he's ticked. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any other thoughts about Krennic? Uh, he's the special weapons officer of the of the Empire, so the Death Star is his baby, I guess. Um, I'm just interested in that power struggle between him and Vader. Like, it's weird thinking about Vader as not Emperor Palpatine's number one. Right. He's just he's portrayed as like the Mad Dog. So like, how how devious is Krennic to you know slither right up next to Palpatine? That's that's going to be really interesting to take mm-hmm. a look at. Yeah, I, I don't have much more to add to that. I think he'll be a, like Ben Mendelsohn, like you said. He's uh, he's been pretty much great at everything he's been in that I've seen. So uh, I don't expect anything different here. I just yeah, like also to mimic you, uh, I mostly am looking forward to the power struggle he's gonna have with Vader there because I mean it's teased clearly in the trailers. Um, I mean you see him talking to him in the one scene. You see the back of his helmet. Uh, so I mean like he looks like he can stand his own or like. He's not, in, he might be intimidated, but it doesn't look like it in the he's trailers. He's not showing it. Yeah. yeah, he's lecturing Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? I mean, they like, like, Tarkin does it a little bit in A New Hope. Yeah. But, like, you get the sense that he, like. I mean, that, Tarkin's kind of above Vader. Yeah. Though. Well, like, if, yeah, it feels like Krennic's below both of them. Yeah. So, him to kind of have, like, the nerve to speak up yeah. to Vader, I think, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it's not going to end well for him, but it kind of just yeah. shows, like, the like how much he believes in like his ability to help the empire which should hopefully like make him be a great star wars Mm -hmm. yeah it looks like he might be humbled in a scene though where he's like in the one scene where he's like bent down he's like dripping oh yeah in the rain yeah isn't that uh mickelson who's like no No, there's a shot there's a shot with uh ben mendelson where he's it look it looks like the same scene as the one where Vader's approaching him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it looks like 
that's where Vader's going to start to Good. put a little beat down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All speculation at this we'll point. We'll find yes. out. Uh one of the kind of intriguing uh, additions to the cast uh, was when it was revealed that Forrest Whitaker is playing Saw Gerrera, who is a character that was created for uh, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars uh, TV series. Uh, and he's kind of that first character to be a new canon member that was created outside of the movies to then appear. So he's kind of, he has that backstory for, you know, hardcore members of Star Wars canon, everybody who pays attention to all that stuff. So, uh, Josh, are you excited to see Saw Gerrera pop up? I mean, I, I guess it's like a, a wink and a nod for people that have been paying attention for a long time, but uh, I don't think it's significant, as a mom, especially because we've never seen an animated character make the jump mm-hmm. to the films. Um, and they haven't been selling this. So it makes me think it's kind of going to be, you know, brushed underneath the rug. I think it's to compare him with like, I don't want to keep doing this, but like episode seven, I think he's kind of like a Maz Kanata type character where he'll be there for like a scene or two, um, get his point across kind of like spark, help spark the rebellion and maybe in a way, but yeah, I think it's really cool that they're, uh, including him in this, um, being from star Wars, the clone wars. Uh, yeah, just to see the world, like it, it expand and it actually kind of like uh, give a nod to the Clone Wars and that it's like actually canon. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I thought this was a cool like announcement as somebody who like closely follows like the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity and everything. I'm dying to have some sort of something like this happen in that, but to have it happen here, I think is really cool. Uh, I don't think he's gonna have. A very big role at all like he's gonna have a very similar role to Maz Kanata where I think he's basically gonna be in like one sequence like I feel like all the scenes take place on Jeddah uh, and then it looks like from the trailers that something strikes Jeddah with that green laser mm-hmm. uh, as all the Rogue oh, yeah. One crew kind of flies away and you don't that's literally the only time we've ever seen Guerrera is in his house and he's making that speech so I think he makes a speech, they leave, and then some sort of attack happens to Jedi, and then he's he's gone. Actually, uh, one thing I did notice, um, there's like in the newest trailer, you see him like, like with a shot up from his like robotic legs to up to his face, like he's got the beard and the long hair and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in an earlier trailer, you see him, he's got like all he's all shaved and everything. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, so hmm. I don't know what to think of that. Could that um, be a a reshoot uh, thing where maybe it could maybe be, they or it could just be, maybe be a flashback? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but just the fact that it's Forrest Whitaker, um, a big name actor like that, it's kind of hard to see them not include him in more than a scene or two in a movie. Like when you have Forrest Whitaker, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But why would he dominate that teaser trailer with his monologue and everything if? He just has maybe like one scene where he says, Jin, be careful before you go outside. And then she gets put up in the rebellion and then that's it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that. But like thinking back to the first teaser for episode seven, oh, wasn't okay. it Sir Andy Circus who did the narration for it? Mm-hmm. And Snoke's a very minimal part like, to actually see. He has a large presence and he will move forward, but... Like I think that's just kind of that's kind of the trend with trailers a lot of times. It's like, all right, who's the big name? Or who's actor? the best voice we can use for a trailer? Exactly. Yeah. It's like 
That's and fair. He, and he probably gives like the one monologue to maybe, maybe that's right after she finds out that her dad died. And then she's like, I don't know if I want to do this. And he's like, you have to because it's your destiny. You, what will you become? Save the, I don't remember what he says. But he's save like, the rebellion. Yeah. Save, save the dream. Save the dream. <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's what happens. Uh, I don't know. She but, saves the dream. Yeah. I mean, she she saves she saves the day. She saves my dreams. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Galen Urso, uh, Mads Mikkelsen is playing Felicity uh, Jones's father. So an- another guy who just continues to deliver great performances. He's always oh yeah super creepy. He's normally the villain. So seeing him look like he's playing a good guy uh, seems to be an intriguing move. Uh, how much screen time do we expect him to have? Not much for yeah. me personally. Really? Oh. Yeah. I think he's... Maybe think, half th- halfway through the movie. Okay. Yeah. I he, mean, I could... I would. I would. I'd pr- I. I don't know if it's gonna be halfway, but I think he'll be there at the very beginning. We'll mm-hmm. see glimpses of him throughout, and then once they make that first run to steal the plans, and then that's when Vader or Krennic or the Emperor, whoever, just calls on. Like, all right, uh, whoever like sent out this signal, and they're like, oh, we we traced it back to here, and like, all right, kill that guy yeah. because they're trying to get our plans now. So. I think that's where he goes out. I don't know if that is going to be exactly halfway through, but it'll be. I think it'll be somewhere around there is when they're going to try, fail, and then they'll regroup to make their final effort. I really hope that's not the case, though. I want to see him kind of... I want to see more of Mads Mikkelsen or Galen Urso work on the Death Star. It would be really cool to know how this whole thing works. Um, I think we have some ideas based off of the planet, but... Uh, seeing the empire, the industrial complex of the empire at work, and um, all the stuff that Galen probably knows, uh, it would be, be cool for like you know a good ten minutes on screen, and not just to see him uh, open the back door for Jin and company, and then get uh, taken out. Yeah. Uh, two questions for both of you. Do you do we think that they will ever be on screen together after kind of that opening, where it's going to be actually Felicity Johnson, actually Mads Mikkelsen? reunited as father and daughter do they get to hug or like, do they are they gonna are they gonna see each other are they gonna are they going to like find their way back to each other or is it gonna be something where maybe she sees him in the distance and then he dies yeah that's what i was thinking okay. more about. i think i think she's gonna see him or I think they're going to like see each other again, but then he, she, he's going to get killed in front of her. Yeah. That's why I think it's, it's going to happen. Gareth, Ed, Gareth Edwards is, as we know, uh, is not good with managing <laughs> father, daughter, father, son relationships. <laughs> true. So uh, let's hope there's something satisfying yeah, there. The other thing, there's been kind of a theory that because he's the one that sent out the signal to kind of warn the rebels and tell them to come get the plans. Uh, seems to be the one that's probably going to try to, align himself with them to make that easier do we think it's possible that he purposefully made the death star vulnerable <laughs> with the, with the single square that is just so tiny that you can get it's you can a circle get two shot. okay circle whatever. octagon it's octagon I, I don't it's it's a shape but the ventilation shaft or whatever it is thermal exhaust port do you think that he purposely put that there because they're like okay we have to we're gonna force you to finish this and he's like, all right, I'm going to do it just in case they don't get the plans in time. Or if they do, they need no way to stop it. I'm going to build this safety guard, basically, where they can destroy it. 
I could definitely see them actually doing that because um, it'd be a way to because there's already a, enough people out there that are just kind of annoyed that that exists in <laughs> yeah. itself. So like that would be a good way to justify why that's there. Yeah. Update. It is a Pentagon okay. shaped thermal <laughs> exhaust port. But I mean, like, uh, <laughs> it's hard to say that. I don't. I don't want to say he put it there purposely or like you know left that open yeah. <laughs> too. But I mean, the Death Star's got to cool itself somehow. And the whole idea of getting the plans was like because the Death Star seemed invincible, mm-hmm. but the thermal exhaust port is so small that like, you know the rebel pilots in episode four like how are we supposed to hit that thing and then, and then yeah. looks like oh the, that's, that's no big deal you know i yeah. i shoot womp rats with my t-16 yeah. at home and they're like oh yeah that totally yeah. applies yeah. <laughs> that's the exact same thing kid uh, I, I think that theory goes out the window pretty quick but I, I think i think it's gonna happen i think they'll make some reference or something where he's gonna explain that uh, he left some vulnerable spot and that's what it turns out to be I think he gets them the plans and that's it. But okay. man, I would lose I, uh, it. Honestly, I'm kind of I I can kind of agree with him because I I can see I don't know like if he's gonna make like a vulnerable spot, why not right. make it a little bit easier to hit? I agree. You know, right? Well, I feel, but I, I, like, I think it could go either way. Yeah, I feel like there's people who like still like even though they love a new hope, they're like that makes no sense. Like why would why would they do that? So because the Death Star had planned for large scale attacks, and yeah. the only thing that could attack them were snub fighters, and yeah. that's what the Death Star didn't see coming. So who knows? Well, we will find out very soon. I'm diving into some specific episode four <laughs> lore here. Yeah, but. The the big return, Darth Vader making another appearance on the big screen, possibly his last. Uh, so what do we think? Is this going to be Vader's last? Do you expect him to have a major role, minor role? Is he going to kill everybody? What are you, what are you guys thinking? Uh, you don't, it's definitely not Darth Vader's last outing on screen, either in the past or for the future, because, I mean, bringing him up, in episode eight or nine is like this villainous guy that Kylo Ren, you know, admires, you know, you may want to have a, a throwback scene to him doing something really scary and, you know, evil. Um, but I'm just, I'm glad he's back. And I think that's awesome. Uh, so there's plenty of anthology movies that you could bring him up in where he's still alive. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, I, I don't think they're going to, like I, I don't know their plans for the future with their anthology movies, but I believe that they will incorporate him somehow into one of those future ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if this was his last hurrah. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of would because he is such like an iconic figure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like he's a he is a guy that if you put him on a trailer, it's gonna get more butts in the seats. That's what studios care it's about true. the most. So I could see him coming back. I just don't know right now because we don't know their plans. Like, yeah. I don't see how he fits into episode eight or nine because Vader, once he died, he returned as a good forced ghost. I don't know if there's such a thing as like a Sith forced ghost, but if so, there's, I don't think there's ever been one, an official canon. Right. So I don't see why he would return and then be like, Oh, hey, Luke. Like, uh, hey, hey, son. Nice to see you again. But you guys don't think because Kylo Ren, you know, idolizes him so much that that could be a way to bring him back I mean, in some... I think they'll reference him, but I don't yeah. know if they'll necessarily bring him back. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he'll definitely still have, like, a presence. We'll still see, like, they'll find some other relic of Vader that they'll continue to bring back or something. But I don't think we'll actually see him 
again like full body in action like again after this in real life okay yes gotcha like, well and like even like a flashback like do like does the empire just like have like old like training tapes of vader like <laughs> like that's it's like it's kind of like sitting there like studying oh okay so this is what grandfather did. <laughs> like i don't think so so i don't, I don't really know how they how they bring him back and all he really it, like, does is force choke it. people okay exactly so uh yeah i think as far as his role i don't think it's gonna be anything major uh i wish it it would be because i want to see vader in his prime a lot but i think he's gonna get at least one or two kind of money shots or money moments where he's just gonna do his thing and you're like okay so that that's vader and that's why everybody fears him like in the original trilogy in my head there's a shot of him walking down the streets of that city on jedha with rebels you know in the streets at and then atsts behind him and then just chopping people down yeah that would be so epic yeah uh so that's that's all of the main characters i know there's like some other like smaller characters like we got bail organa coming back mon mothma mm-hmm. um but that's that's the core group i don't think any of us expect any of those other characters kind of have like anything more any bigger roles than any of the characters mentioned before so as far as unknown cameos go what are what are we thinking do we have are we going to see alden ehrenreich as han solo are we going to see oh, a young again. leia are we going to see c3po r2 um what are what are you guys thinking about i mean <laughs> i'd i've i would be 100 percent shocked if i saw alden ehrenreich in there but Thank that being you. said uh the fact that they cast him pretty early they did the same thing kind of recently with Fantastic Beast. Spoiler alert with Johnny Depp. Right. Like right after you heard he got cast, he showed up in the movie. So um, I don't I think it'd be forced, no pun intended, um, <laughs> put in. to put him into Rogue One. So, yeah, I, I don't expect it. That's what I have been saying ever since this idea got floated <laughs> out there that there could be a cameo. And especially if the, the timing is what matters. Because 3PO, R2-D2, and Princess Leia are on their way to Alderaan from the Imperial Senate on Coruscant, or BIS, wherever they put the Imperial Senate in the early days. So if this is right next to Episode 4 in terms of time, there's no way any of these people are in this movie at all. But Cooper latches on to the hope or the... The suggestion of it? I have cooled on that idea, actually. Oh, oh. Even though I do think it would be a smart move for them to do it because it gives audiences a chance to see Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo before he has to lead his own movie. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't really believe anymore that he's actually going to show up. I think it would be a smart move for them. Um, I would be, I'm all honest, be, be surprised if he doesn't because that's just how much... I think it makes sense from a business perspective. From a story perspective, I don't think he'll show up uh, in other cameos. I would be pretty surprised if either C-3PO or R2 didn't show up, and I'll be very surprised if we don't see some silhouette or some girl in the distance resembling the figure of Leia. But yeah. I, think, I think that's that's the only cameos I could see happening. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm, just for the record, I'm going no cameos with anybody. Okay. Yeah. Putting it out there. Interesting. I think I think we'll have a C three PO R two D two and maybe Le- I think Leia is the most like probable. Like, and that being said, yeah, just a silhouette or whatever because I don't think they'll try to recreate her or anything. Right. But I mean, this one's supposed to end where 
New Hope begins. So I think we'll see something connecting those two. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe in the final like mm-hmm. ten seconds of the cu- film, that'd be a cool final shot. But it's like you mm, see like a silhouette of Leia, and it's done. Yeah. Nothing in the first hour, two hours, and ten minutes. I I, I could see that. Um, so one other potential thing to speculate on: a lot of like war movies are kind of adventure stories. There's like a rat among the group where somebody turns. Do we think that's gonna potentially happen? Where Bodhi Rook's gonna turn out? He's no, even though he's wearing he because he he is from the empire uh do you think he's actually a mole and he's gonna turn or somebody else no i think if it was gonna be someone it would be him but i don't think wow guys (laughs) showing no faith i mean they're not they're not advertising him very at that much so i feel like they would probably go with his character oh man maybe there's somebody a part of the team that we haven't seen yet in the marketing that's possible and it's, it's gonna be very very evident early on but why is he standing in a corner you know talking into a con receiver yeah they make it as uh, uh what's an obvious guy i don't know but yeah yeah. I, yeah I don't i don't think it is i just thought it'd be an interesting thing to throw out there um a couple of things we've seen kyber crystals or what appear to be kyber crystals in the trailers we know the death star is powered by one Looks like Jin's wearing one around her neck as a child, or at least is given one. Uh, is that the same kyber crystal that then powers the Death Star? That would be so dumb if it's the one around her <laughs> neck. Jin's? Yeah. No. I don't think so either. Yeah, because Jin has, like, you know, the place where you they get kyber crystals. Edwards to is there <laughs> is there any other it's like Atlantis, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is there any other potential use for that kyber crystal, where maybe down the road it'll be revealed that that's the kyber crystal for something else? It could be, but I, I think it's just a little token from her father at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her mother is that? Who yeah, it's, or, it's, yeah, yeah, it's her mother. Yeah, so uh, her family, right? Like a family heirloom, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but the force is another thing. Darth Vader is, appears to be the only person that's going to wield a lightsaber and actually be a force wielder. Maybe Chirrut Emway is dabbling in the force a little bit. Jedi is like a force, like sacred planet or something. Yeah. There's I maybe, is, there's right? maybe yeah. like a Jedi temple on there or something. Mm-hmm. So do you think the force as like a concept is going to be a major presence throughout the film? I mean, they say, may the force be with you or us like, all the time so. i mean it's always with every star wars movie i think it's going to be like in the background at least just like i don't know just there so i i don't think it's going to have as prominent of a role as in another star wars movie like especially like the force awakens right. but i mean I, it'll definitely be there still yeah it's gonna be i think it's gonna be something that gets brought up by like especially donnie n's character uh because he seems to believe in it mm-hmm. and everyone else may scoff at him or laugh at him but uh I think it was the sizzle, the sizzle reel that we got from for Rogue One during Comic Con or around that time. Uh, Felicity Jones, Jen Erso was kind of like reluctantly saying, "May the Force be with us." At right. the end, everyone's like, "Oh, that's really cheesy. Why is she saying that?" And I, I think it would make more sense if like she's saying that, you know, get everybody's spirits up because Donnie Yen thinks it's like something that'll actually help them out, like a good luck type of a deal. So, right. but I don't see it playing a huge Maybe role. Maybe after Vader kills him. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, because I think he like maybe it's a way for her to be like, oh, that would may be. the force be with us. Yeah, that would be. Thing. Hopefully, oh man. Yeah. Um, just, speaking of that. deaths, uh, I mean, I'm of the mindset that everybody in the 
main rebel, the Rogue One group are going to die. Uh, whether it is on screen or they're actually going to throw in the end of, okay, well, meet us on Alderaan, and then they, they go to Alderaan, and then when New Hope starts, you're like, oh, Donnie Yen's there. Oh, crap. Uh, that's, not, that's not good. Uh, so do you guys think anybody is actually going to make it out alive? Who's going to kill them? Anything? I, I'm pretty sure that, or I, I have a feeling that everyone's going to die because <laughs> I, I think they're going to go for like an emotional climax as well. So, I mean, um, done. They say like many Bothans died. That's for, that's, that's for the second. Six. Yeah. 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 That's for the second so, Death Star, yeah. Okay, that's the second Death Star. That's right. So, uh, I think, um, I don't know, I just think they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm feeling that they're going for an emotional ending, so. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think everybody's dying. Um, I think Vader personally is going to kill Krennic. I think Krennic is personally going to kill Galen. No. I'm not sure who is going to kill the rest of the group. I would... Maybe just random stormtroopers. Maybe Krennic gets into yeah. Those uh, death troopers are out there. Yeah, I would like to see Vader maybe like come face to face with Jin and like if he's the one that killed her, I'd be like Worth that was cool. Um, but yeah. I don't know if they're actually going to go if, that uh, route. If the Battlefront um, DLC has anything to say about <laughs> it, it's that Krennic actually is on the planet or the the beach planet mm-hmm. the. The oh, scarif. scarif, yeah, he's there like during that battle, according to Battlefront. Well, he's, I don't know how true that he's is, shown in the at he, least the aftermath, right? Oh yeah, that's right. When he's walking through, yeah, because yeah. so, that's an epic shot. That is. That mm-hmm. So he will, yeah, he'll probably kill someone there. I hope yeah. so, Josh. Um, any... I want it to be known that in the original opening crawl for A New Hope, <laughs> it does not say, it does not tell us the fate of the spies that originally mm-hmm. steal the Death Star plans. That's true, but we do not see them yeah. anywhere else, mm-hmm. and it would be, it, uh, it would really. It'd be a very loose thread. Yeah, just like hanging out there. Anyone would be, alive. show up at the end of like a new hope with like the medal ceremony. Yeah, you know, type thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. they're like, "Oh no, we actually had a separate ceremony <laughs> well, a week ago for these guys, and, <laughs> yeah. and now they're just now they're vacationing uh, for the next couple of years, just right. very far away." I mean, George Lucas is no longer in charge of uh, Lucasfilm, so we won't get a Star Wars uh, complete complete saga where he CGI's them into yeah. the, <laughs> into the like he swaps out pilots or something. And, like the final race it's like yeah uh I, I think everyone has to die um if someone makes it out alive it's donnie yen and um his buddy uh Baze uh, Malbus. Yes. yeah so uh yeah so i don't know if donnie yen would make it out though i don't, like he's uh he's a, he's like get, if he's really wielding the force i don't know because like you would think Vader, if Vader's actually going to be gonna in go, contact, he's going to want to, he's going to be that. able to sense him yeah. mm-hmm. and he's going to go after him, which might actually be what happens, which would be freaking awesome. It would be. I'm putting him down as more likely than not to survive. If everybody, uh, quick question. Uh, this is the anthology, the first anthology film. If we got, we're not getting a direct sequel to this and they've said that we're not going to, we're probably not going to see this character ever again. But if we were given the chance to maybe get an anthology movie, about one of these characters, I'm choosing Donnie Yen already. Uh, is there any other potential people you'd already want to maybe see more of? No, shaking heads. I would love. I would love to see Orson Krennic get a book. I, I feel like that'll happen. Or that would a comic be. Or something. That would be dope. Uh, I mean, like he's he's pretty much the star of Catalyst, uh, which oh, is it's their new. Is that what he's in? Yeah, it's I, it's 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 him and Galen. It's their relationship. 
before A New Hope. Oh. Or not A New Hope, before Rogue One. Yeah, I'm going to pick that so, up. They might do Saw Gerrera, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He'd have, to have, he'd have to have a really big presence in that, like, yeah, five minutes he's I don't on know. screen. I, I, yeah, I can't really see them, like, expanding on this yeah. that much. I don't really see, like, a spinoff movie for any of these characters happening, but I do it would think... Be, it would definitely be Donnie Yen. Yeah, like a book anybody. or a comic or something, I think, are, like, very likely uh, to oh, happen. They'll do comics for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, wrap things up here. Box office. Josh, last time a Star Wars movie came out, you predicted a billion worldwide opening weekend. Yes. Well, that was then. <laughs> what are you thinking I, now? Another billion? I overestimated the Chinese market <laughs> by a lot. Just a little um, bit. I think, I, I think this is not going to do the episode 7, 250 million mm-hmm. domestic. Yeah, we'll, we're just doing domestic. It'll, prob- it'll probably hit the sweet spot of uh, 130, 135 because it's an unknown quantity at mm-hmm. this point. I'm going to go ahead and say 178 million. Oh, okay. I'm going to go in between you guys. Go 154. I'll just go on an odd number. But I think, I mean, any one of those three are going to be easily the number one movie mm-hmm. that weekend, probably the weekend after as well. It's going to do very well at the box office. Uh, be shocked if it doesn't crack a billion. Um, and last thing we do, we rate our movies at Ticket Stubs here on the Friends of Film podcast. So. Without seeing the movie, what are our expectations? And then, if what would be the rating that would get me in this movie be a disappointment? Good question. Well, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, like, I'm expecting to really like it, especially um, after everything that we've heard about it and people have started to talk about. Um, I think Gareth Edwards is trying to deliver something that's different, innovative. Uh, and so I kind of expect to give it five out of five ticket stubs, but if it's not at all what you know we've been told that it is, I could see myself being really disappointed and tossing it out like a three or a three and a half. Uh, worst worst case. So anything lower than a three and a half and lower would be a disappointment. I would say a three is a disappointment. Three and a half, just like oh. It's like that middle ground where it's like, okay, I liked it, but it was it didn't meet expectations. Yeah, I liked it, okay. but it's still freaking Star Wars people, Fair. so cool. game on. I'm expecting it to give it five, um, as every other Star Wars movie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Every? Okay. <laughs> I just, I have a very big nostalgia factor with those prequels. But anyway, um, I, I think it, I would be disappointed with a four at this point. Um, I mean, three and a half for sure. A four would be something I could see giving it if Darth Vader didn't live up to expectations, which that's my biggest fear because I'm hyping him up way too much, I think. Um, if it's just corny, you know, and <laughs> Jar- too, Jar- many, too many po- right spots. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think a, I think a four would maybe be a disappointment for me, which normally it would be. Really good. Like, for example, like a Star Trek Beyond Right, that was movie. a that was a four for me, and that was beyond what anything I could have expected uh, it to mm-hmm. be. So, Good pun. I mean, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> it took me a, a second. Uh, yeah, I I am expecting probably a four and a half uh, or four. Uh, I would love to give it a five. I just I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, if it a three and a half wouldn't necessarily be a major disappointment, but I would definitely be leaving theater unfulfilled with what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, three and a half, three or 
gosh, if anything lower than that, uh, <laughs> we put it in very dangerous waters. It's it's interesting because Disney is this is their most this is one of their most valuable properties right now, um, and I'm just skeptical that they will allow somebody to come in and change everything that it's been. So that's, I mean, that's why I'm so hesitant about, you know, like pre-praising this mm-hmm. movie, yeah. even though it's my favorite, you know, property, you know, uh, stories ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is an experiment. They've called it such, uh, and we're only a couple of days away now, uh, from time you guys will hear this. We're in less than a week from us all seeing it. Colton's a couple of days, luckily enough. Yeah. Uh, he's going to see it the day this drops. So I'm sure he'll share his reaction early maybe on twitter um that's it you would like us. that wouldn't you i would like that i'll, Actually, keep, my, I'll keep my reaction to myself thank you very much thank you i don't want to know your reaction um but go on where can people find you on twitter if they want to uh more at, about you? at believe in blue 88 yeah uh check me have, out do you have another good time on the podcast i did thank Very you cool. Yay. Uh, so yeah that's it uh we will have our review out for rogue one a couple of days from now uh josh hey thanks for stopping in everybody and yeah thank you for tuning in to the friends of film podcast be sure to tune in in a couple of days for our full review uh, of rogue one star wars story 